0: Legal profession has always been dominant here in in North Texas. It's been, you know, a major business here. And and Munch Hart is one of the leaders. Phil Appenzeller is the CEO of Munch Hart and oversees, I don't know, over 100 attorneys, I guess. He joins us right now. It's good to have you with us.
1: Well, thank you, David. Appreciate being on.
0: So what's your headcount
1: right now? So total firm-wide, we have 170 lawyers in three different cities, but the mothership is here in Dallas. And we have just over uh, probably close to 110 lawyers here in Dallas, and then the others are, are in Houston and Austin.
0: So, so and you've been, you've been CEO for, for a de- almost a decade. So what's the headcount like compared to what it was 10 years ago? I mean, overall, what I've been hearing is that, that because of technology, that that's helped the legal profession, and they don't need as many lawyers as they used to.
1: Well, we would be bucking that trend a bit. We've grown, you know, over the last four or five years about 60 um, percent. Uh, during the pandemic, we added 60 lawyers, despite the fact we were all, you know, working from home. Really? Uh, yeah. So our our league, the demand for our services has just continued to grow, uh, which has allowed us to increase our headcount.
0: So down here, we've had a lot of in-migration. And so I guess that creates demand, but there have been lots of real estate transactions. Is that what keeps you busy?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, so we've got our firm's four pillars, uh, corporate uh, bankruptcy, litigation and real estate. And real estate has absolutely been a significant driver of our business. I kind of like to use the phrase, if you see a crane in Dallas, probably one of our real estate lawyers has touched it in some form or fashion. Um, and we've got just kind of one of the, the, the greatest group of true real estate lawyers, I think, in the state. And I'm a litigator, so I can brag on them. But uh, that's been a big driver. And then litigation has been another driver. And then right now we're seeing the bankruptcy restructuring pick up. So
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say the combination of real estate and bankruptcy might go uh, unnervingly well together nowadays. Because that's what we keep hearing about is that's the next you Know that's the next shoe to drop is that commercial real estate, not that, not as much here, but certainly on the west coast, um, is it some real trouble? It could be a lot of workouts.
1: I think that's right, and but I do think you're right. In you know, in North Texas, you know, we're still seeing the influx of companies moving into the area, um, which just continues to drive the real estate business.
0: You know, I you, you like to think you're immune to this. There was an article. I think it was an article Tuesday in the Wall Street Journal. I don't know if you saw it, about Atlanta and about the softness in the real estate market in Atlanta and the vacancy rates that were showing up in commercial office buildings. I guess it was a combination of being over of overbuilding, but also people not going into the office as much.
1: No, I think that's, that's right. You know, we've actually, um, you know, our clients are continuing to develop, to lease, to uh, the hospitality industry has kind of bounced back uh, since yeah. the pandemic. And so all of that has just continued to to drive the real estate business. And, um, you know, it, it's 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 interesting. I was talking to one of my real estate partners the other day, and he said, you know, there's there's so much money that's been sitting on the sidelines, and they're just kind of waiting for new things to come in. Um, you know, I think, again, in North Texas, we're just, we're just in a fortunate place. Do you think it's going to continue? I mean, again,
0: continue forever, and we've certainly seen our downturns, although it, we're not in a long time.
1: I I, I think that it, in the, certainly in the short to midterm, I think it's going to continue.
0: So tell me about your profession and how it's changed a lot. Uh, I guess it has. I mean, one of the things I'd say, there was a pattern here for a long time of Of law firms that were relocating and they were relocating to smaller space, if for no other reason than they didn't need the big law libraries anymore. How does that changed your business?
1: No, you know, and we just uh, we moved uh, up to three new floors in our offices. And you're absolutely right. What we did was we actually took a little bit less square footage, but it was uh, tons more efficient. And yeah, we did away with our law, law law library and you know, some of the internal spaces where you kept files that are now all electronic. And so uh, from a space standpoint, it's changed our business dramatically. We just don't need as much space as we used to, but we're we're getting more lawyers into lesser space.
0: So is it still a collaborative business or did you find post-COVID that, that some people could work from home? You don't need it.
1: No, we absolutely believe it's collaborative. I mean, it, it was, we were we were very excited to get people back in the office and we did it very early on, um, you know, in the, in the pandemic. And what we found was not only did our, you know, older attorneys enjoy it, but our younger attorneys who were a little bit resistant to coming back found that, Hey, it's a lot better working together and being in conference rooms. And it's still, in, in my opinion, and there's some who will disagree, but in my opinion, it's still a very collaborative, Uh, business and the attorneys need to be in working with each other.
0: Tell me about the skills that are required. It seems like a lot of the in-migration we've had here, and I know you guys are in Dallas and Houston and Austin, but the businesses in Dallas and Houston and Austin are doing business in Switzerland and France and Japan and Argentina. You have to have some knowledge, I guess, of international law, too.
1: Yeah, so for what we've done, because we want to t- stay Texas-centric, you know, we are a member of a conglomeration of law firms across the world um, that uh, that we refer business to back and forth. They refer into Texas, we refer outside, uh, and it's given us the ability to serve our clients pretty much in any jurisdiction in the world. And um, it's 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 been a great organization for us to be involved in, and and it's worked seamlessly. Uh, and it's enabled us to kind of stay Texas-centric where we don't have to order, we don't have to open offices in other jurisdictions, so. So you want to stay intrastate? Yes.
0: Really? You know, my father was an attorney, and I remember him having to go out and hire Louisiana attorneys, because I guess Louisiana law is, is sure. vastly different from Texas. And I think I, I I got an understanding of why you'd want to stay within your state. There's there's enough to learn and to master.
1: No, I mean, we think, first off, Texas is such a great market in general. And, um, you know, we think we we serve our Texas clients really well, because we know the markets, we know the we know the judges, we know the businesses here in the communities. And when we have to go outside of state, you know, we rely on law firms that are in other jurisdictions that are similar to us, a lot of them are middle market law firms that we coordinate with. Um, you know, and there's kind of a gentleman's rule, we don't steal clients from each other. And it's, you know, it's been great. And again, we just haven't seen the need to open offices in New York or Chicago or L.A.
0: How do you grow? I mean, do you get do you get referrals? Is it because of these other firms that know you have an ex- area of expertise or a knowledge of a geography and you get business from them?
1: No, I think we, we our growth has been primarily, you know, we represent clients that look like us, middle market Texas clients. Uh, who like the fact that we, we know Texas and our rates aren't New York and Chicago and LA rates. And so they get, uh, they're getting great representation at a good price point. And you know, again, our demand has just continued to go up and it's really you know, f- companies that come into the region that are looking for somebody who understands you know, the state of Texas. And, uh, and then you know, we've grown bilaterals who've come over from either large firms, where they're getting rate pressures, or small firms where they needed a bigger practice or, or platform, and so it's it's been a it's been a really I call this Goldilocks a little bit. We kind of fit yeah. into the right in the middle, um, and a lot of our competitors have have joined other larger firms, and we've decided you know we're we're very happy with where we are in the state of Texas. Well,
0: if you know Texas and you, you're operating Texas, you've got to have a knowledge of the oil and gas industry, I guess too. That's for sure. Is that an area of expertise?
1: It is. Um, Uh, Back in 2014, we uh, we had a firm that joined us down in our Houston office that has a significant oil and gas practice, uh, which gave us the expertise we really needed. And so that that was an area of of growth and an addition that we absolutely needed to have. And that happened. And it's been a marriage, you know, actually, that's gone very, very well.
0: So graduates are getting. Told in a lot of directions right now as they get out, and they're being pushed more and more into STEM. You know, the science and technology and engineering. That's the that's the growth area. That's seen as is is the mystical area. What's the advocacy for for going into law?
1: You know, I it's 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 been an interesting market with regard to the law schools themselves. Um, obviously. Um, the, the lawyer pay, especially in the bigger firms, um, has gone, you know, through the roof. And so there's been a financial incentive for a lot of, um, students coming out of college to go into law school. But I do think the STEM issue is is huge because it's been, uh, a lot of these engineers and, and people who were in the biological sciences and things like that are, are looking at law firms as being able to expand their subject matter expertise into areas of the law.
0: So is it still like Rush when you go out and try to try to get uh, get recent graduates or, or woo, you know, law students into, into coming to, to work for you? It, that is a
1: perfect way to describe it. It is absolutely like Rush. It's a beauty contest. <laughs> um, everybody's going after the same talent. And, and, and we're very committed. You know, we go on campus. We recruit. Uh, we've had some great classes. We just brought on nine brand new lawyers, all of them women uh that have joined us uh in the last week or so and um you know we were very proud of the class we got the top students and they're just a very talented group but it is it is a it is a very competitive market
0: well it's a noble profession at least i'm biased i guess it got me through school and through <laughs> life and out the door phil appenzeller is the ceo of munch Hart. Good to have you with us. Thank you very much. Thank you,
1: David. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com/ceo. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.